Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, February 27th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 6 degrees in Edmonton, minus 3 degrees in Calgary, minus 8 degrees in Saskatoon, and minus 1 degree in Toronto. Thanks, Avi. Hey, good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show and get your questions answered. Yes, you can bring your questions. You can ask them in the chat, and we will answer them live for you. It's free coaching every morning, so take advantage of the free coaching um, before you hop into a coaching program. Let's 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 see if we can help you out, get you started. I really, really want some questions today. Yeah. New week, new questions, new obstacles. I'm also curious um, how many of you were motivated and how many of you were inspired last thursday and friday um to really start taking things more seriously how many of you did something this past weekend feel free to share it in the comments let us know what you accomplished um how you stepped outside of your comfort zone we want to know help like your story will inspire others as well remember Mm -hmm. that pay it forward Share something that you've done that you're proud of, and and well, maybe you might inspire the next person to do something, you know, that they weren't necessarily comfortable with before. So, looking forward to hearing both those questions. And stories. <laughs> didn't know where you were going. Second, so I, I didn't know where I was going either. So sometimes you just start talking. You don't know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, who do we got joining us today? Uh, the first person in the room, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, early bird. Gets the worm. Mitch. Mitch. I'm all out of worms. Mitch, Mitch who? Uh, Peterson, Pedersen. Okay. 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 Or okay. Valent. Good morning. I'm pretty sure it's Pedersen, Peterson. <laughs> Are those three different people? No, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Awesome. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Still confirm. <laughs> Good morning, JD and Eric, Don, Lestina, Cody. Good morning, Chaston and Johnny Bob. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Good morning, Jenny and Nat. Good morning, Tyson and Romeo. Jagger, Nathan, Philip. Good morning, Heshna. Heshna's in the house. In the house. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Mitch. Yeah, it really could be any Mitch. Now I see Mitch and like, which Mitch are you? <laughs> Let's play the which Mitch game. <laughs> Morning, El Ray. Mr. C. Morning, Nasir. He's been under the weather the past week and he's back. Good morning, Francis. Alan. Justin. Good morning, everyone. Yes. As Matt says, the share. Says good morning, everyone. Oh. And I say good morning, everyone. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> Nasir says good morning. He's back online after a week of being under the weather. I literally just said that, Wayne. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Wayne zoned out for a minute. Oh, she, he's I, back. <laughs> he's back. Oh, sorry. I, sometimes I just read, and you know, you're saying While I'm names. Talking. Yeah, I'm just reading. <laughs> uh, my bad. My bad. No worries. Uh, did you good say morning, Bradley? <clears throat> Bradley's in the house. Did I say what? Did you say anything about Cody yeah. when I blocked out? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. Okay. I said good morning to Cody. So, fun <laughs> fact about Cody. Fun fact. Uh, Cody closed out the refi, the refinance, on his Burr property with Liam. Amazing. So Congratulations. He, um, Cody actually shared a, a video in our private master's Facebook group there on, uh, was it Saturday? talking about all the details of that. So very excited for you on that one. Uh, lessons and, 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 um, a good, good and bad lessons. I, I'm sure, you know, some, some lessons that, you know, maybe he won't do that again, but also at the same time, like, Oh wow, I, I'm definitely doing that again. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, congratulations to Cody and Liam on that, uh, on that brewery finance mm -hmm. and, uh, looking forward to watching that last R of the burr. And that is uh, repeat, repeat, which <laughs> they already are in full swing. <laughs> um, lots of properties locked up for these guys. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, Jagger took an investment course on Saturday. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Congrats. Did you learn anything? Action. Good morning, Paul. Share what you learned. Yeah. Uh, Mitch um, has a question, which I am going to save. I'm just going to put it down here. Uh, Mitch is asking, have you guys ever done a combination of RTO and an Airbnb? You being the managing partner for the RTO and the tenant buyer mm -hmm. being the Airbnb operator. Mm -hmm. uh, tenant buyer asking for an option <clears throat> to purchase and in turn, they turn it into an Airbnb. Hmm. So it's almost like um, the Airbnb arbitrage, but except instead of them renting it and Airbnb it out, they're yeah. rent they're renting to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I I I'll have to think about that one for a second. We'll, we'll definitely get into discussion on that. Um, I have a few a few initial thoughts. I just want to want a moment to uh, process that question. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you being the managing partner for the RTO and the tenant buyer being the Airbnb operator. Hmm, interesting. Um, well, the answer is no, we haven't. No, the answer is no. <laughs> On to the, On next, to the question. next one. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Courtney. I don't mind discussing it though. Yeah. Um, uh, Bradley says long time since I joined the, the show live. Yeah. I, I noticed. I was like, Bradley's here. Yeah. Hey, Bradley. Hey, thanks so much for joining. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, good to see Courtney here as well. I'm not sure if you said hello to Courtney. I did. Um, Chastin says, I took an awesome course this weekend learning about creating business systems. No way. <laughs> so cool. Must have been pitching. <laughs> we had our, um, thank, thank you, Chastin. Um, I don't know if that's uh, sarcasm or, or if that's legit. Uh, but um, yeah, we had uh, our, our REA master's uh, mentorship program uh, put on um, a workshop this past weekend or on Saturday uh, about creating systems uh, for your business. Uh, we, we dove 
deep, deeper into the business side of it. And that's something that we preach a lot. And that's, that's, it was a very important workshop for, for me at least, um, because I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Um, it's easy to say that you need to, you need to treat your real estate investing business like a business, but it's true. It's true. And, and I think when you look back to the theory and the fundamentals, it really makes sense about how it, you know, if you're, if you're not, you're, you're kind of missing out. It's, it's almost like, I don't know, just people just look at real estate like, oh, I'm going to buy a piece of real estate, put a tenant in it, and that's all. But they don't look at big picture. Like, mm-hmm. if you're buying one, then yeah, I mean, like, you can wing it and in a decent market, you know, with cash flow and appreciation over time, you'll, you'll be fine. But if you're planning on scaling this and turning it into, you know, an operation, you need to have your basic systems, which is, you know, your operation systems, your marketing systems, your sales systems, your quality systems, your, you know, data administrative systems, your follow-up systems, you know what I mean? Your, your day-to-day um, systems, those types of things. So uh, your legal systems, your accounting systems, your, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so many different things that you need to put in place. And, and, and for a lot of it, we actually do. Like we just do without really thinking about it. Yeah. You know, we make decisions about how we're going to run our business and what we're going to do. How we're going to handle certain situations. Yeah. yeah. What's the procedure for this? Uh, what's the workflow for this? We make those decisions, but we never really truly like, not to say that you have to write them down and put them into a, you know, all into a procedure manual or, or you know what I mean? But yeah, you don't need to have a binder. But at the very least, let's shine a light on the different systems of your business that maybe you're not focusing on and you're trying to figure out, hey, I'm putting all this, what, let's use an example. Hey, I'm putting all this, this stuff out into the world um, for marketing. I'm advertising myself. I'm marketing my opportunities. I'm marketing myself. I'm marketing that I took an investment course on Saturday. But for some reason, joint venture partners aren't finding me. Well, why is that? You know what I mean? There's clearly a gap between your marketing and your sales and conversion funnels, right? Yeah. And you can't be willy nilly just putting out marketing and not actually knowing how you're going to collect these, these leads and convert them and convert different types of leads for different types of opportunities. And what about sales, you know, follow-ups? What about um, additional offers? Maybe your 20 unit apartment building isn't what your lead is looking for, but can you convert them into, you know, maybe a triplex or plex or, maybe a townhouse to get them started. You know what I mean? Just just one example, one example of things that you need to consider. Um, and if you put the consideration into it, you're going to find that you're not going to be wasting your leads and everything's going to flow so much better. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's, we did a, we did a full workshop on that on Saturday and um, I liked it. <laughs> as, as, I. as, as we were building it, I'm like, you know what? I really like this and I really wish I would have had something like this when I was getting started. So, um, yeah, thanks to all the masters that came out for that on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And then, uh, Gabby and I decided afterwards, um, dropped the kid off at one of, uh, one of her friends for a sleepover. 
And uh, Gabby and I were like, okay, let's let's go get drunk. <laughs> no, that's not really what happened. Let's um, go out for dinner. Let's go out for dinner. <laughs> um, have a few drinks. <laughs> have a few drinks. And of course, like, you know, if we're going to go into the city, you know, to have a few drinks, we're not going to drive home. So I said, oh, why don't we just get a hotel afterwards? And um, yeah, so we went out for a nice dinner and went out for a nice brunch. Went out for a nice brunch afterwards. So that was nice. You got to make sure that you um, celebrate your wins, you know, along the way. And, and we've been working really hard and, and, uh, we've accomplished quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, just, just personal stuff and, and business stuff. So, um, it was nice to, to, to relax and, and celebrate those wins. And I hope that you guys are too. I hope that you guys are taking the time to, to stop and, and, and give yourself a pat on the back, mm-hmm. you know, for, for doing things that make you uncomfortable or for accomplishing things or for enduring things. You know, when you step outside the comfort zone, it's not always going to be a win. And you, you're going to have to endure a couple of blows, just the face into the gut. Um, but the fact that you endured it because you understand the process, you understand the assignment that you need to continue, you know, taking those punches in order to see the next win. You know, you should congratulate yourself for that. It's not an easy. It's not an easy path. Yeah, for sure. Um. Wayne, should we take a quick break and then get into some questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, I saw another question from Don. All right. Looks like we got a couple questions for today. Um, Let's take a little break and then uh, we'll be back uh, to get into these questions. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. Okay, and we are back. We're back. And that uh, special offer that uh, Barry McGuire was referring to was um, we have a promo code for that event. Um, Use promo code REI Masters and get 30% off that event, um, that wholesaling workshop in Calgary on March 18th, which I'm looking forward to. That's, uh, was that three weeks away now? Yep. I'm going to be there. And uh, we also have another big um, promotion right now. Uh, that ends tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, holy crap! It's the end of the month. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, the promotion ends tomorrow at February twenty eighth at midnight. Anyone who joins the REI Masters Mentorship Program is going to get free entry into Barry McGuire's Wholesaling Workshop on March eighteenth. Live in person. That is a fifteen hundred dollar course you're going to get for free. 
uh, for joining the REI Master's Mentorship Program. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you've been on the fence about getting mentorship uh, from Gabby and I and being a part of the Master's community, definitely go ahead to reimasters.ca. All the details of the program are in there, how it all works. It's a one-year mentorship. You get access to all of the courses that you need. All of Barry McGuire's home study kits mm -hmm. are there for free. $4,000 worth of home study kits on agreements for sale and rent to own and joint ventures and wholesaling and fix and flips. Did I get all of them? Sure. <laughs> um, plus all of our past workshops, including that creating systems workshop that we just had mm -hmm. this past Saturday is there. You get access to that. Um, weekly coaching. Uh, what else is there? Accountability. Goodness gracious. Uh, monthly workshops. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention a good old fashioned butt kicking. Um, what we do is we take you, your unique you, and we tailor your mentorship towards you and, and, and your, your roadmap towards you. We help you build a roadmap to get you towards your goals. No idea whether, and it's not like other mentorship programs or coaching programs where like, you know, some of them are like, oh, those guys are, those guys are like rent to own guys. They're going to get you to do lease options. All oh, those guys are wholesaling guys and flip guys. Oh, those guys over there are multifamily guys. We will teach you whatever you, whatever's best for you. And I have no idea until we really start diving into who you are. Um, and sometimes you may, maybe you want to do flipping, but we might actually advise you to do wholesaling or long-term buy and holds. Maybe you really want to invest in Edmonton, but we think that Calgary is a much better option for you based on your on your goals. It, it doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sorry, I'm just joking. It doesn't matter what you know what the the strategy is or what the market is. It, what matters is what's going to get you towards your ultimate goal or your goals as quickly as possible with the least amount of risk and the least amount of pain. Mm -hmm. When I say least amount of pain, we also have to consider the fact that if this is a ten to fifteen year journey, we want to make sure that you're not just giving up your life for ten to fifteen years just to have some 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 coins in your pocket in the future or a better life in the future. I'm down for working hard for the future, but at the same time, I don't want you to jeopardize your family, your relationships, your, you know, everything else that's important to you right now. We want to make sure that you are fulfilled today and fulfilled tomorrow. So that's what the mentorship program is all about. If you join, like I said, you're going to get free entry into Barry McGuire's wholesaling workshop in person, March 18th as well. Um, REI master dossier. That's what we got. Uh, oh, hey, and um, this Saturday, uh, I'm going to be in Calgary. Again? Hmm? Again. Again. Uh, yep, this Saturday, we're holding our um, master's networking event. Um, it's free. To, it's open to the public. Um, you can register for that event on Eventbrite. Um, we have special guest speakers, Keaton Kirkwood, and he's an investor focused mortgage broker, and Sherwin Deswenka from Calvert Home Mortgage. We're going to be talking about financing your real estate deals. So uh, if you're interested in that, um, you can register on Eventbrite. The link is in the show notes or the details are in the show notes. Uh, if you can't find the link to register, you can just reach out to us or someone in the chat here and someone will get it for you. But that's in Calgary uh, this Saturday, March 4th from 2 to 6 p.m. Looking forward to that. Nice. Are you coming too? I believe so. Yeah. 
you should come. Hey, and our daughter's coming as well. It's kid friendly. Kids get in for free. Um, bring your kids. We do not care. No, honestly, I, I encourage you to bring your kids. I think any opportunity we can have a family friendly events, we do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're going to be disruptive. Yeah, they're going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, they're probably going to be tugging at your pant leg. But think about the benefits. I mean, you're getting some great benefits. You get to network with lots of people. You get to watch an amazing presentation. But at the same time, think about the benefits for your kids. You know what I mean? They may not like it. They may be tired. They may be thirsty. They may be hungry. They may be asking, when more, When are we going to go? But think about your upbringing, your childhood. Like, what kind of things did your parents bring you to? Right? Or did they bring you anywhere at all? You know what I mean? Think about when they're 20 years old and all those stupid events that they got dragged out to. They may not like it. They may hate it. But at least they know what it is. Mm -hmm. You didn't know what this shit was until you were 30. You didn't know this whole world existed. You didn't know that there was meetups like this. So the fact of just the, the, the small fact, just that they know what this is, they have the choice of whether they want to do something like this or not. You did not get that choice. Most of us did not get that choice. And we had to stumble upon it ourselves randomly in order to realize the opportunity. Our children will not have that same experience. Our children are going to understand that there is a world where they can take control of their life. There is the opportunity for them to take control of their life and to meet others and to work with others and collaborate and to network. And I'm excited for it. My daughter is probably, let's be honest, I don't think she's going to be in real estate. <laughs> But that's that's not our it's not our choice. It's not our choice to to ra to raise her and to, to force her to do something that she doesn't want to do. It's her choice. But if at any point in her life she realizes that she's not on the right path, she knows that there is an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like that. So that's yeah. why I say bring your kids, whatever age, doesn't matter. And yeah, they're probably gonna disrupt my presentation. I don't care. I know that the that the reward, you know, outweighs the disruption. I know that the possibility of your, you know, your family and your legacy or your your kids' future is way more important than some stupid presentation. That's my opinion, at least. Mm -hmm. I'm used to. I'm also used to getting interrupted by my daughter all the time, so I'm kind. Of, <laughs> I'm fairly used to it. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's this Saturday in Calgary, uh, March fourth. Um, again, register for that on Eventbrite. Awesome. And uh, Nat also says that they're uh, building friendships at the same time. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred. And Paul says, or 45. So I'm assuming he's referring to when he learned about real estate. Mm, yeah. When he was 45. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, okay. Before I get into questions, I think this is fun because I, I ask, and I hope that the whole show doesn't go in this direction, but I, I'm genuinely curious. And I opened, I opened up the, um, the door to it. So I want to know, um, or at the very least, I want you guys to think about this today. When did you learn about real estate investing? When, how, and why? Because I can remember the moment that I learned about it and how like I made the decision within that moment or within that evening that like I'm going to do this and I've been doing it ever since. I had a moment where someone talked about it 
instantly everyone around me was like, what? And I was like, what? And since that day, I've been obsessed with it. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked back. And had I not been in that room at three or four o'clock in the morning on that, on that turnaround at that refinery, in that lunch in that office trailer, I would have never, I would not be here today. You know what I mean? This is why I say it's great to bring your kids out because had I not been in that room, where would I be today? I got up to get to refill my water. Yeah, and you stumbled in on the conversation. And I stumbled in on a conversation. I fucking shit you not. I got up because I was falling asleep in my work vehicle. I need be, and like I was in a parking lot so people would see me if I was sleeping. And I'd already been caught sleeping already. So I'm like, I can't fall asleep. And I had no movies left to watch on my laptop. And I got up to get some water to like just kind of like wake myself up because my shift was almost over. And I stumbled in on that conversation. Had I not gone in at that not had I not gone in for water, but had I not gone in for water at that specific moment, I would not be here today. I would not have the things that I have today. All of us, I would not know you all. I'm fascinated by that mm -hmm. because it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like if, if a, if I went into work and we were scheduled and, and someone scheduled a guest speaker to come in, to talk about real estate, it would it would somewhat be inevitable. I was going to be there anyway. You know what I mean? And if I asked myself the same question, had I been sick that day, then I would have never saw that presentation. Or had my boss never booked that presentation, I would have never seen that person speak and it never would have changed my life. It was not that, you know, it, it, was, it was a very specific moment a very specific micro decision that I made that took me into that, into that room at that particular moment, which led to that conversation. Cause that conversation came and went within 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how else I would have been exposed to it. I would, because my life was not exposed to it. I wasn't thinking about it at all. Yeah. I happened to be thinking about my future at that time because I had just gotten a big pay raise and I think that I was realizing that I was kind of reaching like the top of my potential in my career. And I've been thinking a lot about like, what am I going to do? How am I like, I'm going to be having kids soon. You know, I've got all this debt and I'm not being smart with my money. That stuff was on my mind. So that stuff needed to be there in order for me to be receptive to the conversation as opposed to just walking out with my water. But again, like it was a life-changing moment. And there are moments like that in our life that, that happen. And if they didn't happen, we would not be here today. Had I not come home at a specific time, um, I would have never been invited to your birthday and I would have probably never met you. Yeah. I was um, going, you made a good point that like you were at a point in your life where you were actually receptive to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's key. And that's what a couple people have said in here. Um, you know, uh, Johnny five, for example, was interested in his twenties, but didn't look into it until he was 34 when he was, you know, had kids to work, like worry about 
the future and like all that kind of stuff. How, how did you, and, how, what was, what was the moment though? Yeah. But like, I think back to me, like, so earlier Kyle said um, that, you know, back in 2009, he read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that was the turning point for him. But like, I think back and like, I remember in maybe 2004 or five or something, my mom gifting me Rich Dad, Poor Dad and telling me to read it. Maybe it was earlier than that, 2002 or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, went right over my head. Like I was, you know, I was still a teenager. <laughs> maybe I, I can't quite remember when it was, but I was either a late teenager or early 20s and um, didn't, I was like, okay, cool. Like I get it, money concepts, okay. Uh, and that was all that it was to me. Mm. So you need to, you know, these things can come up and they can happen and you can be exposed to it. But if you're not at a point in your life where you're ready to hear it or receptive to it, mm -hmm. then it can just blow right over, right? Yeah. It's a combination. Yeah. Well, I mean, that maybe that, maybe that kind of ties into my favorite quote. There's no such thing as luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of be prepared to to actually truly receive the opportunity or receive the idea. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And be receptive to it. So, I mean, it's hard to be prepared for a moment like that in your life. It just happens to. It yeah. just has to hap like happen the right way. You know what I mean? The stars align. The stars align. <laughs> Uranus in retrospect. Yeah. All, go, all goes back to those planets. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's all about the planets. Um, I, I'm curious to see what other people, um, there's, there's a few. Like, I also, by the way, I remember seeing that Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, book on our shelf for ages. Yeah. And asking you, why the fuck are we, at, what, why do we have these books? <laughs> They've just yeah. been sitting here. Can we please get rid of them? <laughs> You never read them. And and like me being never interested in them. They were literally to the left of our TV for years and never even considered looking at them. It's, it's funny. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. My mom used to give me all sorts of books. And like looking back, like they are classics. They're fantastic books. Like The Secret, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm -hmm. The Power of Now, like all of those books, like they are fantastic books, but they were they meant nothing to me at the time, except like a, a good read. It's like, okay, yeah. But then mm. sat on a shelf. <laughs> uh, Jagger says the year was 2023. I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole and now I'm here. That's good. <laughs> That's great. And you know what? Like keep, keep showing up Jagger. And I was saying this to someone else uh, yesterday, keep showing up every day and you never know. You might, I don't, I don't know what you need to hear. I don't. And you don't know what you need to hear. But I'm Gabby or I are going to say something one of these days. And it's going to click for you. And suddenly you're going to, like, you're, I mean, you're. I could tell that you're already, you're hooked on this concept. But I think you're going to hear something, you know, well, many times in the future. You're going to hear something. You're going to be like, holy shit. That's 100% what I'm doing. And your life is going to change. And you're never going to turn back. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to see that, like, you know this year has been a huge year for you. And I, and I want you to like, I, I, the exercise today, or the reason why I'm saying this is because I want you guys to think more, even deeper about like how you were feeling, what was going on that day. Um, you know, what led you to that YouTube rabbit hole? Was it just, were you watching like 
a sponsored ad and you clicked on it and then which led you and then the YouTube algorithm started showing you something more. Did you watch a video that just randomly popped up as something suggested you might like? And then you know how the YouTube rabbit hole works. It well, Gabby doesn't, but um, <laughs> but you know, you click on something and then they start showing you more of it and more of it and more of it, and then you're like, holy shit. And you know, suddenly you know, that's, that's all that you see. And then your Facebook and your Instagram, that's all that you see because the algorithms know and the deal in your cookies and whatnot, whatever the heck they do. But, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I can totally understand, but I want you to think more about like what it was because, um, I think it's important to remember moments like that and to be grateful for them, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't think you necessarily did anything different. I don't think it, um, I don't necessarily think that like the day was any different than any other day. It was just, you just, it was happenstance it was, or it was fate, whatever you believe in. Uh, and you happened to walk in on something or experience something that changed you. And I don't know, like I, I can't think of anything else more important to be grateful for. I happened to come home. I said it a minute ago and you just kind of brushed right over it. I happened to come home from work late because I was working overtime and someone invited me up to Gabby's birthday on uh, July 2nd, 2008. And had I not been coming up to my townhouse at the same time that that person was up or you guys were up on the balcony, I would not have been invited over. Mm-hmm. And I would have not have you know hung out with you that night. And I would have not have, you know. Hey, want some Jello shooters, man? Yeah, it was it was wonderful. <laughs> Someone threw me a Jello shooter. Hey, man, we're having a party. I don't know why I went up, <laughs> but I was new to town. I was the new kid in town, and I didn't know anyone. And um, turns out it was Gabby's birthday, and had it that not happened, like I don't, I, I mean, I may have, but like you know, what am I going to do? Like catch you while you're going to your car? Do you really think that would have went over well? No. Like, would I have like creep like as it like being real like I could have been creepy and like shoveled your sidewalk for you, and you would have I think you would have been like, who the fuck is this guy across and why is he shoveling my step? And you would like you would have been like peeking through the window really quickly before you leave to go to your car every day because you're afraid that I'm going to be out there saying hi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you found me attractive or not. You probably would have been creeped the fuck out. So I don't think it would have ever worked. Mm-hmm. So thanks to the dude this, you know, the threw me the jello shitter. Um, but again, I'm grateful for moments in my life like that. Again, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's fate or I don't know if it's happenstance or whatever, but like I, I can't think of anything to be more grateful for in, in life than the moments like that. And okay, to summarize it all, I, I promised I wouldn't go down this rabbit hole. To summarize it all, take your kids to the goddamn networking event. <laughs> And create those ex- those opportunities for them. That's what I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Because there is no such thing as luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So prepare them. Give them the opportunity. Prepare them. Put them in situations like that. So that maybe one day they're going to hear something that clicks for them. Or they're going to hear something that... And they're going to retain it. And then in the future, they're going to be in a situation or a moment and they're going to remember back to that and they're going to be like, oh, shoot, I could do, I could just do this. 
right? Yeah. I love um, Jager's uh, comment here that he just uh, put in the chat. Uh, he said, I was tired of living the same year over and over again. That's how he started it. And okay, I'll just keep reading it. Wake up, go to work, come home, hoping for change. I finally realized that change is made. It doesn't just happen. Um, and I love that comment because it's it's so relatable. But most people don't realize that they can make something better. Mm -hmm. Like most people think that, you know, like they've reached the, you know, they've they've reached whatever career path they were aiming for. They went to school, they got the job, they worked their way up and now they're there. And so it's like, hey, I made it. I have my house, I have my wife, I have my kids, I have my job, I have my car. But then, like you just said, you're living the same year over and over again. And so a lot of people don't even realize that they can have more. They just think this is it. I, I'm, at, I'm at the end of now I just repeat, right? Yeah. Now this is my new reality. And so coming to that realization that there can be more and that there can be change and that you need to put in the work to make it um, is, is massive, mm -hmm. monstrous. Uh, Cody here in the comments says, if my hairdresser never told me about flipping, I would have not have stumbled upon Wayne's event, mm -hmm. Wayne's meetup. And Gabby's. And Gabby's. <laughs> you were there too, right? <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, Johnny Five says, it was a buddy of mine that sparked my interest. I saw it was possible, but he was the person who trained me in railings and he mentioned it. Uh, Mitch says, I've been interested since 2010, but the economic uncertainty brought me on over the last few years. Um, and what created, that's what created the urgency. Uh, Alan says, I found out a relative who paid for a real estate mentorship program. Then I started looking into it. What else? Uh, Angie um, says, interested since my 30s, but finally made changes about five years ago and now preparing for my second rental congratulations mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah and if there's any questions that you have about you know getting prepared for that or that transaction please feel free ask them um i know i promised to answer questions and i don't get to them to the next day but <laughs> but I, I i i i okay but i won't apologize for bringing going down this 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 into this conversation because I know I said I opened the door to it, but it's like, it's a really important, this is something that's really important to me, very important to me. And I, I, I want you guys to, to really consider it and, and be grateful for it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because these are the moments in your life that change your life. Yeah. Just small, little tiny moments that cannot be recreated. They cannot be, um, they cannot be like emulated, they have to, they have to happen. And if they don't happen, you would never be here today. Mm -hmm. So part of this process is being grateful for moments like this. And I find that if you're grateful for moments like this, you may actually appreciate moments like this more in the future, which will allow you to realize the opportunities in the moment. Because you probably didn't realize that opportunity in the moment at that time. Yeah. You realize it now when you look back. 
But I think the ability to recognize opportunities will give you a better chance of actually appreciating them and actually taking advantage of them when they're there. And when you have that ability, that capability of recognizing opportunities, you're, I, I think that you're going to, you'll, you'll find that you'll find that you're much more successful because there's probably lots of opportunities in your life that you've passed up in the past Mm -hmm. because you didn't realize them at the time. Someone did something for you. Someone said something to you and you didn't, someone offered something to you and you didn't take it because of something in your life or whatever your belief system was at that time. But when you learn how to recognize them and learn how to be grateful for them, you'll, you'll you'll capitalize on on them more in the future i was going to say that equally as important for the as important for that moment to happen is that um you actually took action on it and that's something that we forget to celebrate Mm -hmm. is like where where you know we're talking about where it all stemmed from but you know not only did you recognize that there was an, an opportunity or an idea presented to you that could be life changing but you also made the decision to act on it mm-hmm. congratulations years uh years ago i went back and i found the people that were well the person more so the person that was in the room um well at that particular i never found that specific person who came in the room it's it's a long story which i'm not going to get into but there was another person that i met that week who was in our industry as well that helped me so someone got me interested i started asking questions more questions about it and then i met another person who was the one who eventually like gave me recommendations for my first books and told me what to start off with and what to look for and um i ended up hunting that person down a few years back and just thanking him like he, he probably didn't remember the conversation, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to remind him or let him know that, that, that his help changed my life. Um, and that's important too, is to be grateful and to, to be thankful and, and make sure you show your gratitude. If there was someone that took a moment to help you, like the person that trained you or uh, mentored you for, you know, the railings, Johnny, I mean, I'd, I'd hunt, if you're not in contact with them, I'd, I'd thank them, I'd go back and thank them. It's the right thing to do. I mean, whether they appreciate it or not, I think it's it's also good for your soul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Mr. C was working on a startup project with one friend from California on micro division of square footage like stocks. I don't understand. This is <laughs> when I read that I was like, "That's a loaded paragraph." <laughs> So you're smarter than me. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. There's more on micro division of square footage like stocks, so that even residential properties can be crowdfunded like a syndicate. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. That's when I got exposed <laughs> to real estate and a bit of macroeconomics. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry. Um, congrats. <laughs> I think you just put that there to flex <laughs> or just put a bunch of random words together and made it. Yeah, yeah, like, if I can string these big words together, I'm going to sound super smart. He's laughing in the comments, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's make Wayne look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Thank you. Uh, Tyson says about three years ago, I was building a school in Grand Prairie and I found Bigger Pockets, which is a podcast in the States. Uh, and they started talking about the Burr method. Yeah, the, the the host of that podcast in the states was the one that kind of coined the 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 Burr mm-hmm. uh, name. Um, and uh, Tyson said it was game over. I wanted to do nothing else from that point on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: How many people have reached? I've had like 20, 30 people in the last two months reach out and be like, oh my gosh, it's so great to find Canadian content. The American stuff doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't. So if you're still trying to force um, American strategies in Canada, um, just just stop trying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't work. I'm just trying to save you guys some time. Um, uh, the, the the American market is significant significantly different than the Canadian market. Um okay. Uh, oh man, I, I feel like this is going to be the whole show, but I, I, I do have a couple questions I can answer quickly at the end. So don't worry. Uh, Tyson says, uh, when, when we were talking about, um, when I met Gabby, he says, you played guitar for her, didn't you? 100%. <laughs> have you heard the story or is he just guessing? He's just guessing. Are you just guessing? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I was in the comments. I said, yep. Yeah. I, game pl- over. I plucked strings for her <laughs> until, uh, until 3am on a working night on a Wednesday. <laughs> Um, Nasir says, my wife gifted me a book, real estate investing in Canada. That was, uh, that was the first book that was recommended to me, um, by that gentleman I was talking about a minute ago. Um, it was his, uh, Nasir's 40th birthday and that ignited the real estate journey. 13 years later, grateful of action I took in 2008, 2009, when my surroundings told me I am crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jagger says, I was tired of living the same year over and over. We already read that. Sorry. How far back am I? <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I skipped over most of them. <laughs> okay. Not because they weren't important. I just didn't think we were going to go like fully gotcha. into it. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Tyson says, uh, I talked I talked to him about it on that first call. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for listening and you know if if i bored you i apologize but again i it's 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 good to be grateful and if you're not grateful at a, on a regular basis then then at the very least once in a while and i hope that i kind of sparked that for you um Question? Question. Okay. Garrett asks, so question, if I were to buy a fourplex and move into one of the units, uh, would that be fine? Or that would be fine, correct? Correct. Um, This is when we were talking on Friday about um, the mortgage rules of primary residents. Yeah, putting 5% down. Putting 5% down in CMHC mortgages. Um, And we never got to this question. So... Uh, yes, uh, you can put 5% down if you're moving into one of the units on a fourplex or a triplex or a duplex. Um, the one thing that I will add to that is that it is only 5% up to $500,000. Anything over $500,000 is 10%. Now, that does not mean that if you buy a $550,000 whatever property 
that you have to put 10% down. It means that it's 5% on the first 500K and 10% on the following 50K. So your down payment would be um, uh, 25 plus five. So $30,000. That makes sense. Um, but yes, it is possible. And uh, it, the rental income that would be coming in from the other three units would help you debt service that that mortgage as well, or that to help you get qualified. So yes. Um, now, at the time of me saying this, uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. Mortgage rules change all the time, right? And I, something could have changed since the last time I looked at this, or something may change um, from now until you hear it, if you hear this six months from now. So uh, the most important thing is to check with your mortgage broker to make sure that uh, it's, it works for you. It works for you know the income that you have that you have um and as well maybe even in the province that you're in or the the lender that you are um planning on reaching out to if you're just planning on going to td canada trust and talking to the mortgage specialist there then maybe td doesn't have it but maybe rbc and scotia do or maybe manulife does um but maybe manulife does but they have another thing that says that you need a, a certain thing you know or you, you need to hit a certain um, DCR ratio or something along those lines. I, it's like every lender's different and things always change. So generally speaking, yes. Um, however, the most important thing to do is talk to an investor-focused mortgage broker. Um, Keaton Kirkwood is a great one um, in Canada. And, uh, and, and he'll be able to tell you which lenders and what the, what the requirements are. Yeah. I think that the point that Garrett was just trying to get at is that can I get into, like, if, if you were to live in a property that had more than one suite, can I get into it for, you know, less than the traditional rental property of 20% down? And I, I do recall that he also... Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Which I answered, it depends. Yeah. Um, but I do recall also during that same conversation, um, he was asking about the, um, would you want to do that? Would you want oh, really? to live in one of the units where your tenants are living in the other three in the same building. And um, that's an interesting discussion in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're living beside your tenants. They're your three neighbors. <laughs> uh, how hard do you want to work? Yeah. Um, to get to your goals. How, how dedicated are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation. But I see some people, too, that when they get started, they house hack. Right. And that could be either renting out your basement or some people rent out the rooms in their house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I would say is significantly worse. But if that's what you gotta do in order to get started, I mean I'm I say go for it. But it's all it's up to you, right? And yeah. how, how dedicated you are and how important your goals are to you. Yeah. Um Okay. Um Let's get to Mitch's question. How much time do we got left here? Eight minutes. Perfect. Well, that should be enough time. Um, Mitch asked earlier in the show, have you guys ever done a combination of a rent-to-own and an Airbnb with you being the managing partner for the rent-to-own? So you would be the one offering the rent-to-own and your tenant buyer would be uh, an Airbnb operator. Um, the answer is no, we haven't. Uh, I would say there's nothing wrong with it. Um, as soon as I saw it, I, I, I kind of, I went to the other side of the, 
um, the the deal. And I was thinking, why would an Airbnb operator want to rent to own? But then I, you know, there is a lot of people that, that like to do rental arbitrage where they will uh, rent a property and Airbnb it out. I'm not a big fan of it personally because math. Um, if you're looking at something like that or if you've been, um, I don't know, you've been dragged into some webinar or someone's, you know, online course about how you can start an Airbnb business with none of your own money, like any of those quick, fast cash BS gimmicks, I just ask you to to, to look behind the curtain and do the math um, to make sure that the risk um, is is worth the reward. Um, it's, it's less about how much money you're putting in and more about the risk and the reward. The risk being that you are responsible for 100% of the rent every month and um, that you need revenue coming in. Now, the, uh, the profit spread, the net profit, the difference between the revenue and your expenses, which is your rent, is significantly less than if you were to buy a property um, uh, and put a mortgage on it. Um, now, you, you can probably maybe find some desperate landlord who's willing to give you um, a really significantly low rent and you can say it's like 1500 bucks a month, but you know, for a fact, and you've got a good business system that you can bring in $4,000 worth of revenue, then okay, that kind of makes sense. It's a $2,500 spread. You're going to have other expenses like materials and cleaning supplies and cleaner and all that other jazz fees, um, pay your manager, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what bothers me is that you don't have any upside on the property whatsoever. Your only, your only, your only quadrant or profit is your cash flow. Um, you don't get any of the equity from the mortgage paydown. You don't get any of the equity from appreciation, right? And that, more often than not, those two parts of the the three parts of your profit are are normally way more than your cash flow. Cash flow is there for like a. I look at cash flow as a risk mitigator. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got lots of cash flow, you can, you can take some of it out and support your lifestyle. But I, I look at cash flow as a risk mitigator, right? And, um, if all you have is cash flow and, you know, at any point the market can say, fuck you. And the revenue is no longer coming in. You're in a bad spot. If you got 10 of these properties and you got $1,500 worth of rent every month each, you're in a bad spot. Airbnb is not as safe and secure as, as, as a long-term buy and hold. You see what I mean? Just like, I'm not trying to scare people away from it. I'm just asking you to do your research and at the very least have, have a chunk of cash, you know, in a bank account as a reserve. You have to treat it like a business. Um, like I said earlier in the show, you ha- it has to be treated like a business. So you have to be considering these possible risks and a good business has good cash flow and it has good reserves. So make sure you've got good reserves and, and that the cash flow is guaranteed. Um, now, if a tenant, if you're doing that, and then you had an option to buy it as well, well, with rent to own, you're, you don't get any of the mortgage pay down. As as an like on the on the tenant buyer side, you're not going to get any of the mortgage pay down, and the only appreciation you get would be the difference between the option price of your property and whatever it's worth upon purchase. So, I think 
a rent to own for an Airbnb operator is better than doing rental arbitrage. However, it's not much better. But um, you as as a uh, as a as an owner of a property offering someone a rent to own and knowing that they're doing Airbnb in it, um, you have a guarantee. I mean, you have a you can put in your lease that they're responsible for repairs and maintenance. And I, I just don't see the difference. Like I would rather have a tenant than, than, than a tenant buyer who's doing a business in the property. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look into insurance um, because your tenant is operating a business now. So how does that affect your insurance policy? Um, and also um, what happens if they can't pay or what happens if, we have a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like you got to think about those things where if this person doesn't have a large, like it, they're, they're not, this isn't their home where it's like they got to, they go to work and they, they make their paycheck and, and, and their paycheck pays for their rent. This is like the, it, the, the success of, of them paying you rent every month is based off of their business. And most of these people who are doing rental arbitrage, let's just be honest, they don't have money. The reason why they're doing rental arbitrage is because they don't have money to actually buy a property. They're doing, they're, they're, they, they just took one of those weekend gimmick courses about how you can get started in real estate with none of your own money. All you have to do is just call every landlord in your city and say, Hey, would you be open to me operating my business out of this? Like, even if fuck, I mean, like maybe, maybe they've been in it for a few years, but like, are they a qualified business that you are willing to risk your property on? I I don't know. It's, I, I think it's risky on the, on the operator, on the, um, on the owner side as well. Personally, I think that the people that do those types of things are desperate landlords and that's what they've, fucking teach they teach you to find desperate landlords who don't want to deal with tenants you know what i mean accidental landlords yeah it's funny because um i've like through posting our rental ads like i've been approached several times people pitching that and i'm like is my ad that bad that you think i'm in a position (laughs) where i need you to take it over and and airbnb it for me it's like damn i'm offended thank you but no thanks I mean, I, I used to do similar things when I was uh, doing agreements for sale is I'd look for the shittiest ads and I'd ask them if they were looking to sell and if they'd be willing to do seller. Yeah, but those are like very clearly shitty ads. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was legit offended. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think as an operator, uh, there would need to be, it, Mitch, there would need to be a reason for you to do it. What's the upside for you? Because I think it increases your risks personally. Um going after them would be like, if, if they're not paying you, then they're not paying other people. And I don't know, going after them seems like a huge pain in the butt. Um, so I, I think that again, there needs to be some sort of a, a bonus for you, whether that be an increased rent or something like that, there needs to be some sort of an incentive for you. Otherwise I'd say just rent to tenants who that's their home. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Don followed up that was saying, what about an agreement for sale, um, for the Airbnb operator as opposed to a rent to own? Well, then you're just giving up even more 
as as the owner, you're giving up. Yeah, not, you have to want to sell that property, right? Yeah, now you're giving up the the mortgage pay down and the appreciation as well. So, I am personally not a fan. Uh, but like, if you, like, don't take my opinion, right? I who who the heck am I? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just giving you my opinion. Um, what I would recommend, like I said earlier, is when you're done taking those you know, that get into real estate with none of your own money BS things. Um, look behind the curtain. Who's the person teaching it? Like do the math. How much money am I actually making? What's my, is this, is this going to get me towards my goals? If you're, if you're new and starting out, I guess I'm sorry, I'm flip, I'm flip flopping. I'm going back and forth on like the operator side, sorry, the tenant buyer side and the, and the, and the owner side. Um, Okay, I better stop then because it's kind of getting confusing and we're <laughs> right at that one hour mark. Um, I, it depends. I think I gave enough information to, to give everybody on both sides of the the uh, the deal enough mm-hmm. to, to kind of make a decision. Um, I, I want, sorry, I wanted to end it back on the tenant buyer side or the Airbnb rental arbitrage side and just say that, please, I, I know of a few um, workshops, courses, people that teach this stuff and um, they've been doing it for like six fucking months. And the reason why they're teaching these courses is because they're not making much money from this rental arbitrage thing and there's more money in teaching it than there is in actually doing it. And and we've watched it all go sideways for a lot of people. Uh-huh. So just a little bit south of us. I'm saying this because I'm looking out for you guys. And this, oh God, this is probably the hardest thing about being a coach and being on this podcast, more so being on this podcast, is is I I've been in the game a long time and I and I've seen people come in and they start these, they have these gimmicks. And I've seen people come in and raise tens of millions of dollars and then shit goes sideways and then they leave. And then new people come in afterwards and they've never heard about that story. Mm-hmm. And then you see someone else coming in and doing the exact same thing over again, raising lots of money, bullshit, fake it till you make it. Here's my course. Here's my, you know, get rich with no, none of your own money, you know, um, three-step formula or my program. And you watch it. History repeats itself over and over and over. And then I come in and I'm like, guys, don't do it. It's bullshit. And they're like, no, you're just being negative, man. No, oh, because I've seen shit. I've seen shit. So like I'm in a position where I have, I have a microphone and I can help people. But at the same time, I get judged for being negative or for pointing fingers. Uh, but, you know, when I see things like, Epic Alliance and all the people that got hurt by that, I could have said something. Mm-hmm. I could have. I told a few people within my close immediate circle that, that shit's going like it's it's bad. Get a, get away from it. But like I had an opportunity. I had a microphone. I could have helped people. But you can't assume that things are going to go sideways before it happens, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing shit like that right now every day. And I want to say things. I want to help people. I see people that 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 are loyal listeners that come in every morning, and and then they go and they they take a weekend thing with some person. I'm like, oh dear God, no! And I want to send them a private message, but like I can't. So 
if you hear me saying subtle remarks like that, I want you guys to know that there's a reason and I'm trying to help you guys. And please, if I, <laughs> I, I hope this, this doesn't take away from the, 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 the amazing discussion that we had today, but um, please just look behind the curtain and don't chase fast cash gimmicks, please. Um, okay. Anyways, I'd like to end the show though on being grateful for the moments that you've had in your life, the discussion that we had about bringing your kids out and, and, you know, exposing them to these, you know, these events and, and learning and stuff like that. Um, today, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to think about the, the moment that changed, you know, your life the moment that you decided that I'm going to take control of things. And, and I'd like you to be thankful for the people that were there that helped you realize that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I want to end it. Okay, Okay. guys. Have a great Monday. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 